Come quickly, Mum and Dad, it's another episode of Jen and Ajamis with Marvin Schneider, Jen Ward and Gunther. Hello all. Hi everybody. Hi Mum and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always fun to think about how to introduce a new episode. Did you know it's been eight days since we recorded the last episode? It feels like a long time and it feels like the outflow of what we do is necessary because yeah. Um, yeah, you feel that too. It's like, it's not about like what, what we get out of it, which obviously it's not about what we get out of it, but the very opportunity to outflow is the balance and thing that yeah that's right and we uh tend to record a number of sessions in one day and then stack them up so that they get released every sort of roughly two days is uh, what they're currently scheduled for or scheduled for those in america there you go <laughs> just a little fun that we have with so how am i going to learn not to say scheduled if you like being you <laughs> You put that in my brain. Now I'm going to hear scheduled and like confused. Wait, that is the right way to say it. Cause I remember Marvin saying scheduled. Yeah. Very good. Um, Gunter's with us today. Darshan's taking a bit of a break. Well, Gunter, the, the topic today is a good one for Gunter cause Gunter has a little bit of a difficulty with his imagination cause he gets more in his brain. Okay. I love so we, picture. Um, no, I'm still here. So, um, the recording will be fine. So okay. don't worry about that. Uh, okay. It's a special, special podcast recording protocol. So we're all good. Uh, we have a number of topics that we're going to record today and then release over the next week or week and a half. Uh, the first one we thought we would entitle manifesting through visualization. So that's the topic for today. Over to you. I'm what sorry, do we say about, over to you. What do we want to say about manifesting? Oh, okay. So, so it's kind of hard for me not to see you. I know people are going to be able to see you when they do this, but it's hard for me not to see you right now, just so you know. Um, the energy is, is really strong and it's been interfering with things. So, um, but with, with visualization, it's a very important um, um, technique to learn because what you visualize, your brain manifests. Your brain is a 3D printer, and everything that you visualize is like programming the printer to manifest. So um, can we do that little um, example that I like to share? Go for it. Okay, so everybody, if you want to know how this works, and you already know this, so imagine that you're holding this lemon, this cut lemon and imagine that you're taking a bite out of this lemon. Oh, good. You're back. So when you take a bite out of this lemon, are you doing it, Marvin? I am. Yeah. So what happens when you do that? The first reaction is <laughs> you pull a face because it's so sour. So you taste the sour. Does your mouth water? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, yeah. good. So what you're, what you're demonstrating to yourself is your body responds to this visualization as if it's real. It doesn't know the difference that it's just a visualization. It's all real to it. So if you can do it with 
fighting a lemon, you can do it with bigger things. Like, okay, so another one to do um, is like, is like people who are sedentary might, might want to work out, but they can't work themselves up to it. So visualize yeah. running or visualize doing something cardio, like doing a cardio class or dancing. And like, see if you can make your heart beat faster or even make yourself sweat through that. Yeah. But are you doing that now? Everybody's doing it in their head right now. But, yeah. but any, any kind of reaction that your body has, like a faster heartbeat or sweating or is like you proven to yourself how, how directly related your ability to to program your brain is with the output of it. So that's important to visualization. So once you prove that to yourself, like, wow, there is a, a, a fundamental core relationship to those, you want to be a lot more careful of what you visualize. Okay. So, and it's interesting, you were telling me a little bit about this when you were visualizing rowing when you were laying in bed and so you're visualizing, you know, uh, rowing and you could feel your heartbeat, um, uh, yeah. rate increase. So what you do is you, you put everything into it. Like, um, like the strain of it, like the pushing, like a rowing, like a whole heavy thing where you have to push with all your might, with your, your glute muscles, your, your thigh muscles, your calves, your arms, and your even your torso and you're pulling and pulling and pulling and do that as much as you can and then yeah. you can actually feel it yeah feel it in your body and I, I i've been practicing with that because it's you know there's there's a propensity to to be sedentary but if yeah. you can do these practices in your visualizations you can actually keep your body fit so you yes. can do it with the cardio. And what I found with myself doing that is the next day, my muscles, my, my upper arms hurt. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I could feel the lactic acid being released, which is the achy muscles after you work out. So if you can do that with, with that, then you can like do any kind of, um, martial arts, yoga, things that you're afraid to do, like flying. Um, and you can, you can challenge yourself. Like if you're afraid of flying, you can actually do the SFT taps on fear of flying, get rid of that. But then imagine yourself jumping off a cliff over and over again until you get rid of the fear. And then you just come to the freedom of it. So you don't have to challenge yourself in the physical. If that's too much for you, you can yeah. challenge yourself in your visualization and you're really actually tackling your own um limitations that way yeah so which brings us into an interesting topic which is if you can manifest through visualization the positive then you can also manifest through visualizing or ruminating on past outcomes that you don't want to repeat that's the thing it's like People are manifesting everything. They don't realize that they're manifesting the negatives instead of the positives. Like, um, they don't realize how powerful an agreement is. 
like what the, it's spiritual law the spiritual law of unity when you come to agreement with someone else in, in a meeting of the minds or meeting of the hearts you are expounding whatever you agree upon so if you're agreeing that this world is a, a lousy place you're using the spiritual law of unity to create a lousy place and you don't want to do that so yeah. when people that's another reason when i do private sessions with people i won't allow them i won't agree with them they'll tell me stuff and they'll yeah. argue they'll argue with me they'll say oh there is too evil in the world i know evil in the world i know and it's like i am not going to agree with you you can yeah. attack me all you want but i am not going to use my sacred blessed energy to feed evil or to feed that yeah that manifestation yeah so, so a lot of these things that people are fear-based in they're feeding it with their own energy and their their ignorance of the spiritual law of manifestation and their spiritual law of unity yes sorry keep going please well the beauty of the spiritual laws is the spiritual laws are as exacting as the law of gravity gravity doesn't just work once in a while when you feel like it oh let's focus really really hard on falling down so we can manifest falling down it's not like that the, the same is true as the spiritual law of attraction it does work you don't have to focus all your might on attracting something it's spiritual law you don't have okay. to focus on these magnets oh these magnets focus really hard so these magnets attract each other no it just is but what's happening is people are circumventing the spiritual law of attraction or whatever other spiritual law with with other spiritual laws that they're also incorporating so so the spiritual law of gravity doesn't happen in a vacuum so if you're tethered to a rope and you can't fall down of course you won't fall down and it will circumvent the spiritual law of gravity okay so we actually thought that we'd do a whole podcast on spiritual law but do you want to combine these two yeah. topics into one so we're yeah, talking that's... about the so the primary and are we still going to call this podcast manifesting through visualization that's kind of where we started i don't know spiritual laws and manifestation is fine with me all right, so we, we are going to combine the two because we we did actually intend to have an entire podcast on spiritual law, but, I but know, let's let's I deal with it now. Sorry, I can't stick to your agendas. I try and everything, and it just comes. <laughs> and and out. you know what? And and I've stopped trying to <laughs> um, keep things to an agenda. Um, all right, so how many? What are the primary spiritual laws that you want to let make people aware of the problem is i don't know all of them and i'm, I'm not even going to like assume to be an expert on them but there's more than the spiritual law of attraction and there's more <laughs> than the spiritual law of gravity there's all there's the spiritual law of love which is the most important one it's like love supersedes everything else so it's like people think, oh, karma's going to get you, baby. And they think that karma is like this, this punishing agent. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be. These laws 
work with the spiritual love. They work with the visualization because if you, if you um, subjugate the law of karma, karma to a punishing thing, it will become a punishing thing because of your, yep. uh, and so, so your ability to manifest. But the ability to manifest the spiritual law of abundance is like you can purify anything. You can purify your family, your home, your your loved ones. You can manifest anything with the the belief system. You make your love bigger than any fear or any hindrance. And that's what that's what it says in the Bible is become like little children to be um like to become God or to become heaven, I don't, I don't know the, the paraphrase, but become, become as little children. And that's what we're teaching here is things that a child already knows. Like yeah. the things of their imagination are real. Their creations are real. The worlds that they imagine are real. Yeah. And so that belief system, that visualization is what enlivens them and that agreement that agreement with other beings, other individuals, is like the spiritual law of unity where it expounds it. So say, um, I know in my heart, fairies are real. You know, everything pure and sacred is real. Santa Claus exists on the astral plane somewhere. Unicorns exist. Everything of goodness exists. Now, when I find another being who believes in those things, as well and mm -hmm. agrees with me yes those things exist there's a synergy that happens between us holding those visualizations and then our imaginations expounds the reality of those in the world where other people can believe in them as well and yeah. that's the danger of squelching out children's imagination and their creativity what you're doing is you're you're deadening the consciousness of creativity that actually expands time and space or space as we know it. Yeah. It actually diminishes the heavens because the heavens, um, nothing is a static state. It's always growing and always embellishing. And so is heaven. There's always a another step to heaven. It's not a static state. And anyone who believes in a static state of heaven is going to be disappointed because there's always more to know and be in the in the realms of higher consciousness. Yeah. So, so sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Please. So so the more that you feed that creativity and imagination in this world, the yeah. more that you expound those realms for not your only yourself, all of humanity and the collective. Okay, so can I ask you this question then? Mm -hmm. um, what you're highlighting is the importance of visualization as part of the manifestation process and as part of um, you know various the the interaction of various spiritual laws. So I get the idea that young children um, have an innate ability to visualize, and they've got an, you know an enormous imagination, and through conditioning and programming quite often that is sort of programmed out of them. Do you think there is, is there something special about the way that we live that gets in the way of people's 
A, understanding of visualization and B, their ability to visualize and manifest through visualization? What? Yeah, I think it's been a conscious attempt to subjugate humans. Humans are omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent as God beings. And there's some sort of, uh, of energy, I don't know if it's a whatever, an, another being or whatever, that, that doesn't want humans to realize their own potential. So they squelch their abilities to manifest. And I think when we we're conditioned, when we shut down children and say, oh, get rid of your toys, you're grown up, you're too big. Well, what we're actually doing is making them make a choice between like being in the physical reality and the realms of the other worlds and we're shutting down those other worlds for them. We're closing the door for them. And it's like the children that are allowed to be creative and expressive become those rogue geniuses that can exist. Someone who can exist in this world like you can and then be able to tap into these other realms like you can in your dream state, that's a profound upgrade for humanity. And there's another step in there where you can actually suspend judgment of all kind because it's hard not to judge. We judge to feel safe and to, to get control and like how big is this world? We make this world as small as we can so we can control it. But if you can allow it to be as big as anyone else wants it to be and learn from how expansive it is in other people, you're actually allowing yourself to walk into a bigger room. Can I give another example of that? Yes, please. So I've told you this story, but I think this is really cute because I think I knew this principle when I was a little girl. So when I was like, a little girl around 11. I kind of knew that Santa Claus was was not a physical being. Of course, I visit Santa Claus and the North Pole and the astral realm. But but then um, back then, they wanted me to believe that Santa Claus was that guy who was hanging out at the mall. And I knew it wasn't that guy hanging out at the mall. I knew <laughs> that wasn't but they wanted to humiliate me. So they forced me to go and, and talk to that guy. So, so me being, I guess I had the nature of being respectful to all beings. I knew he wasn't the real Santa Claus. Yep. But I didn't know if he knew that he wasn't the real, <laughs> real Santa Claus. I love so where this I, is going. <laughs> I, when I went to see this man, I didn't blow the facade. I didn't, I suspended all judgment and I allowed him to be Santa Claus as much as he needed to be mm. because that was his experience. And I respected that experience in him. I didn't have to respect him as much as his, his, um, his boundary to have that experience as much as possible. Yeah. So, so I come into contact with people who, who, you know, you know how many people I know who were Lincoln in a past lifetime or who were like, Mary Magdalene in a past lifetime, and they all believe it. And who am I to say, no, you're not. There's only one. There's only one expression of that because it's linear and stuff. 
or they think that they're this or they think that they're that. And because they think it, they are that. That's where their visualization, that's where their energy has taken them. And that makes them feel comfortable and it makes them feel empowered to believe whatever they believe about themselves. So I'm not one to challenge them and say, no, you're not. Yeah. This is just an illusion that you need because who am I? I don't know. Sometimes I do know. But it's not for me to break that illusion for them because it's serving them. Okay. Can we bring this to a tangible level? So we've spoken about (laughs) the... um, the power of visualization, how important it is for manifestation. So can we start helping the listener um, get into the groove to actually doing it? Okay, so what are some of the techniques or principles in in being able to effectively visualize and then manifest through visualization? Okay, so, so I was kind of explaining one the long way is suspend all judgment that you think you know what this world is about. Suspend all negative concepts of this world. There's always a positive concept. Like people think, oh, this world is in destruction because there's negativity. No, it's not. It's cleansing. It's churning and Mm -hmm. repurposing and a higher grade of joy, love, abundance, freedom, health, wholeness is coming to fruition through the learning. Souls are learning. So quit, editing energy by saying absolutes like this is the worst it gets and and there's nothing you can do about it you know there's whole spiritual groups out there that say that this is the ash can of the universe which is but on the same breath they say there's always another step so they're they're being hypocrites in a sense okay so suspend judgment i've open up your creativity and Open up to agreement with others in a positive way. Okay. Like if people agree with something positive, if they believe in something positive, agree with them. Like, like I can't believe so many people say, oh, I'm going to be a famous dancer someday and say, no, you're not going to do that. I don't want you to get hurt. So I'm going to tell you the truth. That's bullshit. What you're trying to do is level them and you think you know better. I'm the one who will say, yeah, you're going to be the best dancer. I already see it in energy. You're an amazing, you're a master dancer. Yeah, because why not? So that's the key to healing is to whatever, whatever you can see in a person, see the highest expression of that person and help them manifest it. Okay, so that's can I? Good. Thank you. Can I give um, the listener uh, because I'm a um, I, I visualize a lot both in um, not, I wouldn't call it a daydream state, but I do actually spend uh, and dedicate a reasonable amount of my waking hours to the, um, you know, the process of visualization. And then, of course, I'm very active in the dream state as well, where, uh, you know, those are being played out as well. So can I give the listeners just a few practical cues as to what I do? And I'm not holding myself up to be an expert in, in any way, shape or form. Well, you are doing this podcast, so that's your that's your license. Is like I'm I'm you don't just have to be an expert. I'm just going to share my experience, um, and so if it works, great. If it doesn't, that's fine as well. So, um, so what I do is I um, I find time 
to visualize. In other words, I stopped doing other things because, and a lot of people are caught up in the moment, you know, emails and social media and phone calls and tasks and whatever. And so when I go into the process of visualization, I put all of that aside, you know, my phone is nowhere near me. I'm not going to get any distractions. And generally what I'm doing is I'm visualizing when I'm outside, right? Because I'm sort of dominantly an outside person. And so, you know, when I'm walking, when I'm just sort of sitting and I'm sort of, you know, looking at the sky and whatever it is. Um, so that's that process. So there is a stillness of the mind um, that I kind of practice, but I wouldn't call it meditation in the way that a lot of people understand meditation. And then the other thing that I do, and I'm, I'm only going to give two tips. So one is the stillness of the mind aspect or get rid of all the distractions and find time to actually do this and do it on a regular basis. The, the only other tip that I'm going to give is that uh, for me, the real power of visualization is to be very specific. So, and visualize in the moment as if it is right now. Um, and so, you know, if there are, um, if there is a way of being or a way of living or some things that I'm enjoying or some, some, so I'm, I'm not visualizing money per se. I'm visualizing, um, the use of money for a particular purpose and as if it is happening right now, right in the moment. And then, uh, the other thing to make it really powerful is, um, hear the sounds, smell what it's like. Um, you know, touch it. Um, and, and so, you know, draw on all of the senses to make the experience as if it is. Does that help? Those are amazing. Yeah. And because um, that's what you want to do is you want to, it's like you're using this brain because this brain is the 3D printer to, to wire it into the senses and a way to feed it ink is to infuse it with love so if you can infuse it with enthusiasm or excitement great or or because that's what children are filled with excitement and they can manifest these things like you wouldn't believe so so but what that's doing is taking it from being just a, a mind thing so the the mind is not the creator it's the 3d printer it's being right. programmed and you program from the heart so the heart is the higher, higher um, operating system. Yeah. Does that make sense? Put it, that in words people can understand. Um, I, I, I'm not going to try. Um, what, what I found uh, from the comments in the, the podcast is that people do connect with your words. So I'm, I couldn't sort of, you know, re-edit it, whatever. It doesn't make sense. They connect with your words though too, Mark. Um, yes, but yeah. I agree. <laughs> and Gunter, yes, they connect with Gunter too. And, <laughs> and Darcy. And they certainly do. Osgood, little John. So, um, yeah, so, so there's a joy that can well up. And if you can tap into that joy, yeah. and, and almost if you can create a formula of it, meaning like um, it, there, you might be have resistance at the time because the ego is going to tell you, oh, you know, this doesn't work, all this negative, and it's going to like vomit out all these negatives. Yes. Yes. So the ego is always going to rationalize or justify or um, analyze whatever. Right. But 
if you can like tap into this enthusiasm, like this childlike wonder, yeah. maybe if you visualize doing it from the, the, from yourself as a five-year-old instead of a, a, you know, someone who's already been defeated by experiences, hmm. who's been conditioned by life. So do it as a five-year-old. And another technique to do is expectation. Good. Um, it's like, so go through your day as if something special is going to happen. Mm -hmm. When you answer the door, something special is going to happen. When you look at your emails, you're going to get the surprise that's going to happen. Always in the expe expectation because it's like telling the universe that your mitt is on, you're ready to catch yeah. something great. And it, it, it kind of works. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always amazed with synchronicity. Which is, which is basically saying, keep your eye out. Well, I mean, you're saying have the expectation, but another aspect is keep your eye out for synchronous events. Or keep your, yes, keep your senses open to it yep. and keep your heart open to it. Yeah. So if you say, oh, nothing ever really happens to, we, to um, me, then the, 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 the brain hears it and shuts everything down. Okay, well, that's what she says. That's okay, guys take take time out she nothing ever happens to her but if you enliven the ex expectation and say okay these exciting experiences are right around the corner they're just ready to they're lining up for me yeah and then you can manifest them and and you know the the human brain filters out so much so much that that it doesn't seem relevant so if you think that there's nothing special is going to happen, yeah. your brain will filter out these these nuggets that are lining up for something special to happen. Yep. Am I saying that clearly? Very clear. Um, okay. All right. So we might slowly wind this down. Is there what else do we need to say? Can we do a tap? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's a tap. We're going to say this three times, with, and I'll do it with Gunter and, and Marvin. Maybe you could say it along with us. Um, say it three times with tapping on the head, a fourth time with tapping on the chest, and a fifth time with tapping on the afternoon. Yep. Um, we release filtering out the joy, love, abundance, and freedom in all moments. We release filtering out the joy, love, abundance, and freedom in all moments. We release filtering out the joy, love, abundance, and freedom in all moments. We release filtering out the joy, love, abundance, and freedom in all moments. We release filtering out the joy, love, abundance, and freedom in all moments. We release filtering out the joy, love, abundance, and freedom in all moments. We release filtering out the joy, love, abundance, and freedom in all moments. Did you see Gunter's expression change with that? Like he felt vulnerable, like it wasn't comfortable for him to do that. And his expression got, instead of getting thinking and serious, he got like more vulnerable. Did you see that? I did. Thank you. Good. And, and I, sometimes I uh, see that his um, smile, his mouth changes. Oh, from that's time interesting. To time. So, so I want to ask the viewers about one thing, like, like we've been watching game of thrones and it's like all this analogy of like 
like humanity and I feel like when we watch it we're releasing all these dark pockets of human um conditioning and whatever and yeah. Gunter has been wanting to watch it with us yeah and I I don't want to deprive him and stuff but I didn't want him to like be vulnerable to that and you thought it was okay right um look I didn't uh, offer an opinion on it so I'll leave that up to your judgment I know but he really wanted to and I felt like like if I made the like maybe he wants to take this back to the inanimate world of what humans do to yeah. learn from yeah. or but I didn't want it to be too much for his little psyche but he's pretty strong yeah he's a master so, manifester as well yeah I don't want him to manifest the negative so no. maybe he's manifesting a purging of all that negativity so yeah I mean and and the purpose of us watching it is not for the gratuitous nature of it and the enjoyment <laughs> of it. it is to create a reference point for release so just so, so people we know do that gratuitous it's it's amazing how how everything we do is to uh, uplift humanity and to to extract all of that ugly energy from the collective and let's just let it release oh that was my statement if you want to end this if you want to end depression in the world end the suffering in the world so they're directly related so the more people do the taps for humanity to release the um human conditions that bring suffering and pain to the world that will also address the the depression issues in the world does that make sense it does what a great topic to end up on thank you jen thank you gunter thank you listeners please thank you, Marvin. share thank you. like subscribe comment we love the comments yes thank you so much listeners bye for now bye for now
Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, please. 